Are you ready? Always. On today's show, we talk about our December Disney cruise. This is WRWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 129. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And I'm here with my husband and travel partner, Kurt. Tech Nasty. Do you know how many people messaged me on Instagram and were like, I hope you and Tech Nasty had fun on the cruise. <laughs> Happy holidays to you and Tech Nasty. <laughs> Well, thank you. Why do you people encourage him? I appreciate it. Why? Yeah. What are you doing to me? So, did you do anything fun for the holidays? I, you know, it's a blur. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I went skiing. I don't think you did. I didn't? No. <laughs> uh, maybe that was with my other family. Oh. Secret other family. Don't have a secret other family. That's too much work. That does seem like a lot of work. Who needs it? Like, how many wives do you need to disappoint? <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, so we went on a cruise. Yeah, it was pretty good. Is that it, the end of the episode? It was good. Yeah, this one's really this <laughs> getting away from us. No, okay, let's let's talk about the cruise. So I've only been talking about this cruise for, what, three years? Like, probably since about the start of this podcast, I think, is how long we have been planning this cruise. Yeah, we went to Disney World. With, and the, was with our the entire year? family. Yeah, with... And that's how people, 16 people then mm, 15, 15 people, a lot of people, but Too not many. as many people as now we've had more people join the family. We're reproducing. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Anyway. Ew. <laughs> um, yeah. So after the big trip with the family to Disney, somebody was like, oh, we should go on a cruise. We should do a cruise. We should do a Disney cruise. And I had never been on a Disney. I've been on cruises. I'd never been on a Disney cruise. So that was something I was very interested in. We started planning it. And we were supposed to go June 2020. And that didn't happen. And then Why? We, it's, was something going on? You know, something. You know, a little pandemic or whatever. Uh, then we were supposed to go November 2020. Because we thought everything would be clear. Remember that those like three weeks <laughs> when we're like, we're on this together. More like two weeks. Yeah, so we were all in this together. And we decided to push to November. Uh, turns out we were not all in this together. Yeah, and by November, it was like Mad Max Thunderdome. November 2021, uh, my sister-in-law was pregnant. Well, no, she had had the baby by November 21. Ew. But, <laughs> but uh, so we had to push it again because babies have to be at least six months. I apologize if I've, you've heard the spiel before, but just for anybody who's not listening, I want to recap the whole cruise oh, saga. Um, and so then we pushed to December of 2021. And let me tell you, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, this was I not... I really was like, I was like, it's a coin flip at this point, whether or not this will happen. But we had to... Yeah, no, I, I, I had to set myself up for disappointment. I was really excited about it. I was trying not to be because there was a really good chance that it didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. And really, by yeah. the time we got off the cruise, the first headline we saw... Once we got like service back on our phone. Once yeah. we got service back on our phones. Was an article. Was, the CDC recommends not don't, taking a cruise Don't right cruise. Now. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's. Well, we made it. We I think it. it's interesting because 
you know, a, a podcast has a long shelf life. And so somebody could very well be listening to this a year or so from now. So just so just so you're aware of like where we're at, you know, in this in this timeline, uh, in this, you know, Biff stole the almanac timeline. It is early January 2022 right now. Our cruise left the December 27th, 2021. And uh, yeah, right before it left, like right before the Omicron variant blew up, like blew up where we were like, should we be leaving our houses? Like we just didn't know. And numbers were skyrocketing and they're like, don't go to Florida. Florida's a mess. And by the time we got off of cruise, it was like, don't go anywhere. Everywhere's a mess. So I really was not sure that it, it was going to happen. A line 12 people deep outside the urgent care in Kissimmee. Oh, as we were leaving. <laughs> yeah. As we were coming home, we drove by an urgent care. Okay. So whether or not you think that's responsible, then we'll just ignore it. Because we pulled it off. We made it to the Disney Cruise. Nobody tested positive. Right. We made it home. Well, let's Nobody talk about that. Positive. Let's talk about that a little bit because I think this is going to be the new norm for quite a while. I hate the phrase new norm and I just said it, but I think this is how it's going to be for a while. We had to do a ton of testing before the cruise. So this is currently, and again, it's January 2022. So these are rules right to. now. Oh. Well, I mean, we did at the port. We did. We had to test. Everyone had to test at the port. Yeah. But so let's go over what the rules are. So it's January 2022. Um, obviously, if you're planning a cruise and you're listening to this way down the line, please check for any updates on what might be required, may or may not be required of you if you're going to go on a cruise. For us to go on the cruise, anyone who is vaccine eligible, which currently is, uh, what is it, 12 and up? No, no, no. Five and up. Five and up, excuse me, five and up. Anybody who's vaccine eligible has to be fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So two weeks out from your last dose. If you're too young to get the vaccine, you have to get a test, a PCR or a NAT test one to three days before the cruise, which was a real pain because we sailed on December 27th and no labs are open on Christmas. So that cuts out uh, one of our days there. So that was a little bit stressful, but one to three days. And they verify the vaccine status using safe passage. Yes. So you have advance. to upload all of this stuff to a separate website, not the Disney Cruise Line website, but a separate website where a human will go through and verify your vaccine information and your test information. So you have to make sure you get all that stuff uploaded. Now, we had an interesting case in our family. There were 17 of us. So it's my family, which is five. My older brother, two adults, two little girls. Uh, so that's four people. My younger brother, two adults, a uh, young boy, young girl. My parents and my grandparents. So there were 17 of us total. My younger brother tested positive about a month before the cruise. So he, somebody at work tested positive. He had no symptoms, but this guy at work was sick, emailed everybody. My brother went and got tested. Turns out he was positive. His whole family got it. Yeah. His whole family got it with the exception of my nephew, who is uh, five. He's five. And so they kept testing him and retesting him and retesting him because they're like, how does he not have it? Yeah. We all have it. So we were getting like it was getting down to the wire. Like my sister-in-law called me in tears. We were about two weeks out from the cruise. And we were exactly two weeks out. We were two weeks out from the cruise. And she called me in tears. She's like, I've tested positive and recovered. 
my brother had tested positive and recovered. Their daughter had tested positive, no symptoms, you know, or light symptoms. So they knew she would be fine and clear to travel. But we were concerned that my nephew would uh, not test positive ahead of time, which is fine. But then there's a possibility he would test positive at the port. So they were freaking out about it. So they got him tested and he tested positive 11 days before the cruise. Now, if you've tested positive between 11 and 90 days before sale, you can get a doctor's note. You have to have proof of the positive test. And then you can get a doctor's note saying you've quarantined for 11 days and you're clear to travel. So my nephew on the very last possible day tested positive with no symptoms. The kid never got symptoms tested positive, was able to quarantine until Christmas, and then we flew out the next day. It was crazy and very stressful. But we made it, because that was not, leading up to it, was not a vacation. It was a mission. It was, I like mission. It was a quest? It was a quest. I mean, I'll give you mission, because you have the sound effect for mission, but. Yeah, I didn't have like. I'm sorry. World of Warcraft music for you, I'm sorry. It was a quest. So um, a little stressful. So vaccinated, you have to be fully vaccinated. Anyone who can't be vaccinated has to get tested. And then if you've tested positive between 11 and 90 days before the cruise, you have to have your positive test results and a doctor sign off that you have quarantined and are safe to travel. So that was also stressful for my brother because it was like, as we're leaving, he has to get this doctor's note saying that everybody had quarantined, but it all worked out. Then when you get to the port, you have to test again. And that, like, was the least magical thing I've ever experienced <laughs> in my entire life. It is organized. It, it was. is efficient. It, it involves felt, a lot of black tarp. It feels like you are in a horror movie military base during a zombie breakout. It was very much like, it was very serious, like, stand in line, move over here, sit down here, go behind that tarp break off into groups like it was it was stressful we had to get tested at the port it's just a nasal swab it's a lower nasal swab they're not lower nasal tickling your brain yeah no there was no i've been self-administered self-administered and i take what you will from this but we surveyed our family members and it's 50 50 if any the nurse actually watches you do any swabbing yeah i was a little surprised by that but we were pretty much on our own. My brother and sister-in-law said that their nurse watched very closely as they tested and as they tested their kids. Yeah, so, so I don't think that this was is like their a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but, but in but in our point. case, and because we had two staterooms, they split us up into two groups. So I was in you know one group with our daughter, and you were in another tarped area with the boys. And we both had a similar experience where the nurse really, like, she would she, like, hand me the Q-tip. herself with paperwork. Yes, yeah. She handed me the Q-tip and then, like, kind of didn't look. So I was surprised, but I wouldn't, like, count on that. And also don't cheat a COVID test and then go on a cruise ship. So, you know, I mean, there's also that. Um, but then we, we sat in our stressful booth in which everyone was weirdly quiet as we all watched a TV screen oh. waiting for it, so it took to update with the results. About 45 minutes. For results to come back. That was a long 45 And again, minutes. we were all separated. So you and I happened to be in the same um, tent 
while we were waiting for our results. But like my parents and grandparents were elsewhere. My younger brother, who had already tested positive, was able to just walk right through because he didn't have to get tested. Um, my older brother, I think, was with us. But yeah, we're all just staring at the screen and you wait for your reservation number to pop up. And then it'll either say report to the port or report to it was like the all vex personnel. And so when you would see that, like report to whatever personnel, we all knew we're like somebody in here has tested positive. Yeah. It, it, and so it was it stressful. Tells you, proceed to proceed to. And yeah, yeah it, proceed to proceed to board or proceed to. Uh, private consultation, Oof. I think was how they phrased it, in which they tell you like, hey, we tested this twice, and they will, they'll retest it. That's what I was told. Yeah. Yeah, I was told. Okay, we tested this twice, it was possible time, so yeah. you and everyone in your party's got to go. Yeah, so one of my concerns was a false positive. You know, I mean, it's rare, but what if it happens? Um, or and- somebody's asymptomatic. Like, well, they I have no idea. Well, okay, and I think that's why we were testing ourselves just independently leading up to it was just because what if, you know, I don't want to show up and then get turned away. So, that's why we were testing ourselves. But I was more concerned like what if I get a false positive. So what I was told was that they take that sample and they test it and if it comes back positive, they test it again. So if that gives anyone any peace of mind if they're worried about that with a cruise, that's That's the information that I was given. Um, But it was a little stressful because, like, I finished testing first, and I'm on my phone. I was – because you can also check on your phone and your um, safe passage account that you have to create. And so I keep refreshing, refreshing. Your stuff and the boys' stuff came up. It was, like, clear to sail. You guys passed. You know, you're negative for COVID. Mine did not. And so I was in, like, a panic because I was like, oh, my gosh, I finished testing first. What if something's wrong? What if something's so I'm like, refresh, refresh, refresh. But it all worked out. A couple minutes later, mine came back clear to sail. Everybody came back clear to sail around the same time. We all ran through to the port. All right. So to, to make a 15-minute story now short, we – Poked Q-tips up our nose, and they said we could get on the ship. There. <laughs> you know, people are very curious, though, about the process. And so it's like they have tents set up in the um, parking lot, like next to the parking garage at the port yeah. is how it works. So you're like in a tent. And the port is beautiful. And it was actually just remodeled, I think, last year. Um, so, I mean, it's it's beautiful, but your initial experience is a little stressful. Like, our four-year-old was crying. She didn't like it. Even I was uneasy just walking around there with it's the, the tents and the, the tarps staff, and the seriousness. The staffs are perfectly fine. Or the, the staff is perfectly pleasant and fine. It's organized. There's nothing weird about it. No. But the fact that it's uh, it's just medical, it's tents filled with medical personnel in a parking lot makes you feel like you're at, you know, a first responder triage center. It's it's a it's a little unnerving. Yeah, and even our four year old picked up on that. But yeah, it the made our four year old cry. <laughs> the moment we got our positive, oh my gosh, our positive, our <laughs> negative results. Woo! The moment we got negatives, our, the good one. Neg- yeah, the moment we got our negative results, and we walked into the port. Suddenly, then it's it's very magical. And cast members are there, and it's exactly what you'd expect. And um, yeah, you scan your thing, you get on the ship. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're in this big grand ballroom. It's really cool. Um, so everything is done by boarding groups. Hold on, but your first experience is you are 
You walk in, hey, use this hand sanitizer, and all right, let me take you to your socially distant sticker on the floor. So your very first experience on the ship is we are, this is the for real COVID restriction. Your mask is on, your hand sanitizing continuously, and you will always be social distanced if we can help it. You know, and that was the feeling when we first walked on the ship, but the, I didn't feel that the entire time, if you know what I mean. Like, I mean, we, yeah, you I, always I agree. Hand sanitizing well, of course, of course, continuously but, so that you don't get norovirus and just like cartoon diarrhea on a cruise ship. <laughs> no one wants that. Of course. But it felt very like, here's how it goes now. Like, you're going to stand on this you know, Mickey Mouse shaped placard here. And then they do the welcome. So they were just doing the welcome show over and over and over again to a group of like five families at a time. Yeah. So they would only board like so many families and they'd separate each family. And so you're standing there and Mickey Mouse is doing his dance and, you know, they, the cruise director is like giving her spiel and everybody's clapping, dancing. And it was cute. It was fun, but it was weird because there were so few people. So they announce you, they're like, all right, what's your family's name? It's like the Elsters, you know, welcome the Elsters. And, and it's like and you the, and 18 people. Yeah. the You know, and the cast members <laughs> like are all great. This big. Yeah, yeah. The cast members were all great and cheering and stuff. But, you know, because of how the testing and the boarding groups went, all 17 of us didn't board at the same time. So it was just it was the five of us. It was our family. So it was like the cast members cheering. And then it was quiet again just because there were so few people. So it was a little a little strange at first. Um, but, you know, once we moved on past that, I really didn't find anything else to be super weird or off as far as like COVID restrictions or distancing. Everything, no, not, else, felt, not everything else felt pretty normal. Yeah. So do what we, was your first impression? You got on the ship and then what? <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. I really did. I, I love cruise ships. I, I do. Um, Disney's cruise ship is we were on the Dream. We were on the Disney Dream, which, which is, is one of one the of larger. The largest. It's one of the larger ships until Disney Wish. Wish, yeah, which has not yet set sail. That will be the new biggest. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's the the first day is a little overwhelming on a new ship because yes. I did I didn't know where anything was. So you know the first afternoon was a lot of roaming around. Oh, and then I'm. I'm such a dummy. So when you when you arrive at the port, you leave your bags and you put special tags on your bags. And then a porter takes your bags and puts them in your room later in the day. So I was telling my family, because many of my family members had never been on cruises. I was like, pack a day bag with bathing suits or anything you want for the afternoon. I foolishly set my day bag down with my luggage and so the porter took it. It didn't have tags on it, nothing. So he took it with all of the luggage of everybody who was on our shuttle. And I didn't have any of my day bags, so we couldn't go swimming in the afternoon. So I was just, I felt very thrown off the first afternoon. But that's very much a me problem. You know, I, I felt that way too. But I really think it was just the sheer stress of going through that process. And it's really like, hey, sit in this room for 45 minutes. You're clear. And then minutes like, 90 seconds later, you were thrust into uh, Mickey and Minnie are dancing. Yeah. That's yeah, how they it check, felt. They check your passport. You, you know, get your key to the world card, which, you know, gets you in your room and is your room charge card. Because what they do is they, like, you wait in a terminal. Yeah, you go to the they, terminal. They stagger. And then they let you people on. enter. So, yeah, it was very quick once we got the, our test results back. It was very, very quick. 
I was like, what's happening? <laughs> like a dystopian sci-fi movie. Oh, man, it was something like else. Squid Game over here and I won. <laughs> um, so the first day was a little disorienting just because I wasn't familiar with the ship. And so it was a lot of just kind of wandering around. And when you get on a cruise ship, too, your room's not ready right away. So it's not like we could even go and just like sit down in our room for a minute. So I didn't bring our bathing suits because I'm dumb. Um, well, I mean, I brought them, but I, we couldn't use them. Uh, we didn't have a room yet, so it was just a lot of wandering around. Uh, you idiot! Yeah. So the first day was maybe not the best example. You know, it really was like, all right, we walked around, then we immediately went to dinner. Well, we got lunch. We went oh, to yeah, Andrew's lunch for lunch, yeah. So, you know, food, and let's talk a little bit about what's included, since we're talking about lunch. The list of things that are included? Yeah, what was free? What didn't you have to pay for on the cruise ship? Uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm-hmm. and this is not like the those cheesy buffets. This is like you could. It's your choice of multiple sit down restaurants or a buffet. And truth for breakfast, the buffet was better than the sit down restaurant. The food is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like steak, lobster. You know, some of the best seafood you're gonna find. Like I just and multiple. It's you get appetizer, super salad, main entree, dessert. Mm-hmm. That's it's. I did not realize in a cruise ship exactly how much eating I would be doing. I tried to warn everybody about that, and I think people think you're joking because it's like the the stereotype or the trope or whatever. Like, oh, a cruise ship, you're just all you can eat buffet all the time. Like that really is how it is. There's always a pizza window open. There's always a buffet open. Now, there's amazing sit down meals. Yeah, there's um. Yeah, you if you wanted to, you could just eat continuously and not pay anything extra. Yeah, there's soft serve machines um, available over by the pool. There are soda fountains, so there's you always know, something. I thought I would take advantage of all that stuff constantly, and I didn't because there's so much to do. There is, yeah, yeah. All right, so what? Why don't we talk about what we did on our first evening? Desperately wanted to get my hair cut and was forbidden from doing so for fear of getting COVID. Yeah, we quarantined. Before and we left. So I went and I said, I figured, you know what? I'm on a cruise ship. As my very first act of cruising. We have set sail. Hit what the spa. shall I do? Hit the spa. Get my hair cut at the spa. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they said, you know, it was $39 for a haircut. They like whisked you away. We were all walking. Oh, and so it was like three women came running over and took him away. That's and I'm like there with that it's is, true. In fact, what happened? I was like trying like, to quickly to follow separate him. <laughs> separate him from the herd. Then we will take his wallet. I was like, text me. They're like, I'm like, I want a haircut. I just showed up. I said, I want a, I want a haircut. They're like, well, because it's day one, we have a special. You could get a facial and we'll trim your beard and the haircut's free. And they said, I said, I didn't even ask how much it was. I said, okay. Well, there's your mistake. And they said it's 99 bucks. I said, all right. And so I got my hair cut, which was B+. Plus. I mean, this is like... For anybody who doesn't know, Mr. Tech Nasty over here... Tech Nasty. ...is very particular about his haircuts. Like, ridiculously yeah. particular. Yeah. Well, okay, I only have one haircut I want. A sick fade. Mm-hmm. Zero one skin fade. Okay. All right, that's what I want. And the ladies who whisked you away promised such a thing? You know, I said, are you good with clippers? And they're like, you get Annabelle. Okay, Annabelle, can you give me a zero to one fade? And she said, a skin fade. You want this haircut? Said, yeah. And she said, I could do that. Okay. I did not get a skin fade. 
Oh. Yeah. Ooh. I think it was lack of tools. Oh. Okay. But yeah, I did get a a, a pretty good haircut. Like certainly a salon level haircut. Mm-hmm. And then a facial. That's nice. I like facials. And it was like a men's facial. And they lined up your beard. And she lined up my beard and shaved me. All right. So you had a very scruffy. I wandered around with the children while you were being pampered in the spa. Yes. Without bathing suits. Because I'm Yeah, what did you do? Ridiculous. I was busy. (laughs) It was mostly just Yeah, I think the kids were really annoyed with me because I was like, (laughs) I need to just wander around the ship and figure this out. And they were like, Oh I know. They're like Oh, we had to walk a thousand steps today. Oh, <laughs> I, I just I need to chill. Yeah, that's my children. So we just like, like we found okay? everything. Restu- we found restaurants. We found all the pools. We found the mini golf. You know, we, we just tried to find everything. We did a tour of the kids club for my daughter. And now here's what I didn't appreciate about the tour. I'm glad that they gave a tour because parents, adults are not allowed into the Oceaneers Club, which is the kids club area. But they yeah. do do tours periodically on the ship and that's when they allow parents in so i took our daughter over to the kids club area and they had it like music pumping and like crazy lights going yeah it was it was like a dance club and she was like i am not into this at all like she wanted nothing to do with this kids club so I was a little nervous about it because we had planned some adults-only stuff that required her going to this kids' club, <laughs> things that she could not be, um, you know, a part of. That's on a weird, cruise ship. like a champagne tasting. Well, that is exactly what it was—a champagne tasting. Well, one of the things. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that made me a little uneasy at first, but it did end up working out. So that's what we did while you were in the spa. Finally, our room was ready. We were able to get unpacked and settled. And then we did dinner at Animator's Palette, which is such a cool restaurant. Um, it's, I thought it was annoying. <laughs> it's all white when you first walk in and it lights up and changes throughout the evening. I and, did not. I ate that restaurant twice and never noticed that. <laughs> and uh, they have Finding Nemo characters who are moving around the room. I'm not describing this well. I need you to help me out here. All right. So they have a bunch of, say, digital picture frames up on the walls. And they're very good. They're very nice. There's TVs everywhere, basically. But not like sports bar, like art installation type of thing. And at some point, Crush will appear on those screens. And they're set up in a way where Crush can move around the entire restaurant, which is huge. Yeah. All right, picture the biggest Outback Steakhouse you've ever been in. <laughs> All right? The biggest chilies. The biggest Applebee's. Mm-hmm. We got it. We got it. Thank you. Moving on. It's bigger than that. Okay. Every one of these main restaurants, I really was quite shocked at how huge they are. Mm-hmm. I was never on a cruise ship before, though. And anyway, so Crush can move around this huge room via the screens, can also clearly see and hear the... um. The diners. That was the best part. Now, and unfortunately, does like an evening show. Our table was a little um, more like inward. We were more towards the center of Say the they restaurant. Were like, yeah, we were uh, like two rows. They, away yeah, from there the was screen. a row behind, like closer to the wall where you could see Crush on the frame. But we were able to watch his crush talk to other guests, and they would have conversations back and forth. And it was he, clearly like a dude yeah it was somebody and like a couple of times you you know you caught him like laughing 
He had a great character, which is yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. And so he was, you know, doing shtick and kind of teasing people and playing in around the with people. In way possible. Yes, in a, fun, in a fun way, not in a negative way at all. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, I thought it was fun. The kids loved it. I think you and my mom were both like, it's too loud in here. Like that was. I would be less <laughs> offended by Crush if he was not so loud. It wasn't Crush that was loud, though. I think it was people were excited. And when Crush wasn't there, other characters would show up. Or there would be, like, a school of fish would swim by and make shapes. Um, so, like, or, like, the starfish would come and, you know, smack up against the glass because it's supposed to look like, you know, you're looking into the ocean as you're sailing. So he'd smack up against the glass and then kind of flop down. So lots of different things happening in the windows. The kids greatly enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And all 17 of us were there. And they were, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids. Seven kids. So they were all thrilled, thrilled with this. We, you know, normally you have to fight with your kids to make a meet, no matter what it is. No one ever complained about their meal that entire trip. Yeah, and I don't think... any child and... The older children ate adult meals. Mm-hmm. They did. I didn't have like, to help anybody order. Meals. Like, other than, you know, you have to pull up the menus on your phones. That's a thing here, as it is most places right now. Um, but other than that. That wasn't a big deal. Because not all my kids have phones. Other than that, I didn't have to order for it. Even our four-year-old, she would just tell the waiter what she wanted. Like, she knew. By the end, she knew what the kids' meals all were. And so she would just pick what she wanted. And our other kids ate off of the adult menus and enjoyed everything. So that was a a pleasant surprise Again, on the cruise ship. All right. So food is the best. That's still night one. What did we do after dinner? We went to a champagne tasting. Oh, the champagne tasting was incredibly educational. Yeah. Set in a very chic, pleasant lounge uh, and taught by a Brazilian woman who knew more about champagne than any human possibly could. Yeah, so in the on the cruise ship, and I think this is true of most cruise ships, there is a section of bars. And they're all like small. They're small. They're, they're small. Definitely small bars. But they're you'll find intimate. like an like a more adult section. And there'll be like a sports bar, a champagne bar, a wine bar, you know, like just a karaoke or live music type of bar. So there'll be like an area where there are a whole bunch of bars. And so that area was called the district, the district. Yes. And it was supposed to look like a Las Vegas club scene. It was cute. Yeah. I think that that's also common on cruise ships where they really try and tune into Vegas. I don't know. I don't know. I there, always yeah, there is get a, that feel. There's definitely a Vegas vibe to a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah. Like Vegas and the veneer of Vegas minus the sleaze is oh, what cruise ships go for. Just wait till we start comparing to other cruise lines. I've never been. Yeah, well, I have. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so the champagne tasting, the stuff like that costs extra. And this is the kind of thing that you're going to want to book ahead of time. And so it all depends on like what level you are. If you're a first-time cruiser, you get last dibs on these kinds of things but this like not everything sells out so i'll say that right away not everything sells out but the champagne tasting was one that did sell out very quickly um so that one i i booked for like first night champagne taste because i thought that would be a fun thing to do on our first night you know have a little bit of champagne celebrate that we made it on the cruise ship so i'm glad that we got to do that 
As um, a couple, we now have a preferred champagne. What is it? Vouve Cloquet. Really? I think so. Oh. Yeah. So we learned uh, Vouve means widow because yes. the woman, this was, we learned this in our champagne seminar, the woman who uh, ran this company, it was her husband's company and he died. And so she was the widow. She took over and it was her and another woman who really uh, made this champagne what it was. I believe that was 1890. Yeah. Like for two women to do that. Pretty incredible. Anyway. Uh, so stuff like that book ahead of time. Now, if you are looking to book a, like a champagne tasting or anything that you can't get, just go straight to guest services or, or the excursion about the times about the times I was able to go through and find stuff. Yeah. So because people cancel once they get on the ship. Yeah. Stuff changes. So if you're if your heart's set on something, try and grab it early. Otherwise, once you get on the ship, you can add stuff and change stuff once you get on the ship. But I still recommend doing your best to get stuff early. All right. So that was our first night. Um, it was a little odd because we were getting used to things and getting accustomed. But I, it was a, it was a fun start. So we had to go sleep in a room. Oh what my gosh, these. So I know this is your first cruise experience. But let me tell you, this was by far the biggest stateroom I have ever been in on a cruise ship. It was by far big, probably double the size of what I'm used to. And I've been in big, I've been in big staterooms, pleasant and had a veranda adjoined our kids room. And then they even pulled the divider out. So the verandas were connected. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I am ruined for all other travel. (laughs) Uh, so I think the second largest room I've been in was on the Royal Caribbean, was on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. And it was a very similar room, but square footage, there's no way it was, it was as big. So this room, and it was a larger, so we were in like a deluxe family veranda room. So we were in, we, you know, what is billed as one of the larger rooms. Three levels below their top tier. (laughs) Yeah, they yeah, have quite yes. A few. They have several tiers, um, so, but this is one of the bigger rooms. So if you're just looking at like, a, you know, for cheap, like an inside stateroom or whatever, um, it won't be as big as the room that we have. So if you're like looking in the show notes and looking at photos that I took, know that it won't be as big. But these rooms are still bigger than most staterooms, even so, even if you're not getting the like the deluxe veranda family stateroom so a really nice shower too yeah the showers were amazing so what's nice about the deluxe family rooms is we have a double bathroom in these so when you walk in there are two doors the first one is just like the the toilet room in the sinks it's the toilet in the sink the second door is a shower in a sink and not just a shower ours had a little bathtub in it too so if you've got little ones who need to take a bath i've never seen that before ever in a cruise stateroom it was it was practical. amazing and then you could turn the knob and either have it come out and of the faucet like if you need to fill up the bathtub they had a handheld um shower head so like i used that for our four-year-old so that she could take a shower i could help her take a shower or they had a rain shower head it was amazing yeah, really, it was, it was quite the trick. It was such a great shower. Uh, we had a queen-size bed, I believe, mm-hmm. in our room. We had two closets, you know, not huge, but still, like, enough to hang up both of our stuff, two closets, several dressers. 
um, a love seat sofa that folds out into a bed, a Murphy bed, and, and pull down bunk beds. So how many people could you pack into one of those rooms if you wanted to? So you could do five if we oh. we could have could have all fit into one room. Don't do if five we wanted people. if we were on a budget. Madness. If we were on a budget, um, yeah, that's what we would have had to do. But with a teenager and a toddler, ooh, the smells in that room would just be <laughs> unreal. So we did not do that. So you're at a cruise ship and, and there's, there's a, a veranda. Curtain. There's a curtain to divide you, like the bed and then the other, the pull-down beds. And just this, wanted to throw that in there. This should make, make parents nervous. Like, are your children just going to go falling into the ocean? They're not. They, yes. The veranda has furniture on it. Yeah. So... The veranda um, and the kids' side, and I wasn't so much worried about, you know, like my teenager, my preteen. Well, I don't know. Maybe they should have been the ones I was worried about because they're teen boys. But um, we kept their their veranda door locked so that they couldn't go out. They had to come through our room if they so wanted the way to go out. The lock works. Is it? Um, it's a unusual turny knob lock. And it's that's multiple all locks. the way at the top. Yes. Of the door frame, so little people cannot reach it. It's multiple and locks. And yeah. there's another lock at the bottom. So, yeah, you have to reach up to the very top to twist to unlock. And then the door handle, you have to turn and flip all the way over to get it to unlock and open. And so they, there's no way, even if we had left that top lock, lock unlocked, my four-year-old, there's no way she could have flipped that handle all the way over and pushed the door open. So I know that's a concern for parents. Like, will my kid be able to get out in the veranda on their own? Like if I'm sleeping, no, nope, I wouldn't worry it was about a it. concern for Disney as well. Yeah, I'm glad it should be. <laughs> it should be. We don't need little people wandering around on the veranda on their own. So the staterooms are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, the nicest stateroom I've ever been in. And at the end of day one, we passed out. Yeah, base, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first full day, we stopped at Nassau in the morning. And so uh, Nassau, we had booked an excursion. Now, excursions are always extra. Those you can book ahead of time. But even if you don't, there are, you can book them. There's an excursions desk on the ship. You can just swing by there. Or, you know, it's nice, the app. The Disney Cruise Line app, you can talk to guest services or the excursion desk just through the app. You can text them, which is fantastic because, like, I don't want to have to go and stand in a line. Who does? That's lame. So we went and we pet some dolphins. Oh, but I'm a real smart guy and lost my my ID pass. What do they call it? World pass? Key to the world. I'm so embarrassed for you. But I went to guest services and it was quick and they yes, produced it Yes, your key to the world card. And did not ask for my identification. Oh, they didn't ask for your identification? No, but they have your photo. Oh, they do have your photo. Yeah. So any if you give them your name or stateroom, it pops up with your name and photo. So it's very convenient because just like 7100. That's right. Yeah. When you, like, That's the guy. When you do the online check-in ahead of time, you have to upload a photo of yourself. And so when you get on and off the ship at the ports, same thing. They scan your card. Your photo pops up so that they can see that it's actually you. Um, yeah. So, all right. Tell me about Nassau. Have you ever been to Nassau before? You know, I still haven't been. <laughs> because. Tell me. Tell me why. The, the, the ship pulled in next to a Carnival cruise ship, which it dwarfed. And we got out and then uh, went uh, like 100 feet down the pier 
to a different boat, got on that, and then we went to Blue Lagoon Island. All right, so we went to a little island that's a part of Nassau, but it wasn't Nassau. <laughs> yeah, so... It wasn't Paradise Island. No, it wasn't Paradise Island. The ship was at Paradise Island, and then we just immediately got on another yeah. much smaller boat. Yeah, A yeah. much more reasonably sized boat. Yeah. And went to about 30 minutes away... To Blue Lagoon Island. Blue Lagoon Island. And so it's interesting how they're doing excursions and um, the the ports of call right now because of COVID. So just so you know, if you're looking to book a cruise, every port will have different rules about what you can and can't do. It was really interesting being in Florida the day before because we arrived the night before and we stayed in Cocoa, Cocoa Beach. Nobody wore masks in Cocoa Beach. That's, I mean, it's you know, Florida is doing their own thing. Nobody, we were like the only people wearing masks. But when you got to Nassau, they were super strict about it. Super strict. It didn't matter what you were doing, where you were going. They were like mask on, mask on. And so it's going to vary from port to port. And I've heard well, some cruises. More importantly, you couldn't go, you could not go into the city, just wander around. You, you could, had to have an excursion. No, you can, you can actually, but only if your whole group is fully vaccinated. So we could not because we have a four-year-old who's not fully vaccinated. But my parents and grandparents both were able to walk around Nassau because that's what they did on that day. Because they're just fully vaccinated adults, they were able to get off of the ship. If we had tried to just get off the ship without an excursion, they would not have let us because we have a four-year-old who's not vaccinated. But that's going to vary based on the port. So some are going to have more strict rules than others. But for us at NASA, because they take it so seriously, the excursions we were in like a bubble, which and normally with excursions, you know, you're with your cruise group anyway, but this was even more so. So it was like we got to the dolphin encounter. We did the dolphin encounter. And then they were like, all right, now you've got beach time for a few hours, like two, you, three you hours. Were very casual about dolphin encounter. <laughs> well, we'll go we'll back. Like, but then we got to we'll talk be, about the beach. We'll backtrack to the it. Beach? I met a dolphin. His name is Sean. Okay. We'll backtrack to that. But I want to talk about, you know, the the rules of the excursions because that's what people want to know about. So you you can't leave your bubble. So if you're thinking, I'm going to go to the Atlantis Resort, so I'm going to sign up for the Atlantis Beach Day, oh yeah, that you're one. not going to be able to do it. They're going to keep you in a bubble. So like, find what a bubble is. My brother did the Atlantis Resort, and they were like, this is your section of the beach, and you cannot leave this section of the beach. As in, it's like literally fenced in. So he was like, I forgot my sunglasses. Can I purchase sunglasses? Like, is there a gift shop? And they're like, there is. It's over there. You're not allowed to go over there. And so we had something similar um, where we were after the dolphin encounter. We had beach access for a few hours. They were like, this is the Disney Cruise Line beach. This is your beach. You don't go to this beach. You go to that beach. And so the they, way they enforced it, they had wristbands. Yeah, everybody had color-coded color wristbands. wristbands. So if you, left, if you tried to leave your area, they're like, you must be lost. Yeah, they had people on like the paths from the beach to the boat so that if you like tried to stop and go somewhere else, they, they would not allow it. So just keep that in mind because initially I'd wanted to do Atlantis Resort. And I was like, well, we could just walk over there or take a ferry. Nope, we can't because we don't have an un or because we have an unvaccinated child. Well, we could sign up for the sec other excursion. Nope, because they keep you in a bubble on the beach, so you're not going to get away with it if you're trying to like sneak off and see the water park at Atlantis. All right, now we can backtrack to the dolphin encounter. 
Tell me about tell me about Sean the Dolphin. So we paid quite a lot of money uh-huh. and hung out with the dolphin for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But he gave us hugs and danced with us. He did. And he splashed us mm-hmm. and he got fish. <laughs> and his name was Sean. It's like talking to my four-year-old. And then, and then, and then. And he's the coolest. He was pretty cool. He was a rescue? Yeah. Who rescued who? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a really cool experience. And then they're like, all right, get out of here. And we went and hung out. Uh, on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. So Nassau was cool. Um, I think it was honestly, though, my least favorite day of of the cruise adventure. It only go, It only gets better from here. Yeah. Then it was dinner. And then do we do anything in the evening? Yeah. After um, after Nassau, we went back to the boat. And we had some time to kill before dinner. And the Disney Dream has the aqueduct. So in addition to several pools, they have a water slide that turns into a lazy river. It's a water coaster. They call it a water coaster. That's what I call it. Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's a water coaster. That's what I'm calling it. But yeah, it's in like clear tubes and it goes the entire perimeter of the ship. Yeah, it goes around the deck. It's really cool. And it goes off the side of the ship. Like if you look, if you're looking... At the ship, straight on from the front or the back, you'll see the aqueduct goes past the ship, which is really cool. So you're like hanging off over the side of the ship when it you're on it. It's really fun. It's a raft ride. You get drenched. It's a lot of fun. So the kids played in the pool. We rode the aqueduct. Amazing. We probably went on it 10 more times before we left. Then uh, off to dinner, the Enchanted Garden for dinner, which is one of the other restaurants there are three restaurants and you rotate dining so your servers are always the same they come with you to the restaurants but you rotate restaurants so we went to the enchanted garden and the enchanted garden for parks people um kind of reminded me of uh the crystal palace a little bit it definitely supposed to look like some kind of centuries old greenhouse yeah yes yeah it had that vibe to it um and so that's that's kind of the feeling i i got when we were there um so again food amazing every single night this time uh mickey and friends came and gave us like a little show they danced they didn't come around to each table which would have been fun but you know obviously with covid restrictions currently they can't do that anyway no any any evening character show is just the characters do a brief parade lap through the center of the restaurant and then leave. Yeah, they have like a choreographed dance and they left. So, And I just thought about your grandparents having to watch this. <laughs> you know, they had fun. They had fun. I think they enjoy watching all of the kids. That's why, you know, I... The kids were thrilled with this. Nobody believes me when I say it wasn't my idea to do a Disney cruise. Isn't that funny? Everybody's convinced it's me for obvious reasons. But it wasn't my idea. It was the grandparents' idea to do a Disney cruise. And it's because... Because they knew, they had heard that no one had better service and nothing was a better cruise. Yeah. Like Disney is the premier cruise line. Yeah. And they're cruise people. Yeah, they are cruise people. So they have cruise opinions. And they knew that the kids would have fun uh, with the cruise stuff. All right. So day three was Castaway Key. So tell me about Castaway Key. What's Castaway Key? Tech nasty. Disney expert. Well, Castaway K. Ooh. It's written cast. All right, so this is number one. Castaway K is written Castaway K. 
It is actually pronounced Castaway Key. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sound like an idiot if you pronounce it the way it is very clearly written. You idiot. <laughs> you got to just say Castaway Key and get over it. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. All right. Okay. So it is a, a small island owned by the Disney Corporation. They have a private island. What do they do there? Is that where Walt's buried? No, he's buried under the castle so he could power it by spinning in his grave. Okay. We've gone over this Sorry. in previous episodes. My bad. Continue. No, the private island is where they hide all the money. Oh. Yeah, it's like pirate treasure. It's buried under there. Gotcha. All right. All right. No, this was a really cool experience. It's a, it's like the opposite of Fire Festival. <laughs> where everything goes right. Yes. Okay. So no, it's, what do you want your, it is Disney's definition of like, this is your tropical experience. And man, I never went on a tropical vacation as a kid. I always, to me, that was like, that was a vacation, you know, and that, that's what, what people did when they really were ready to vacation. You telling me this it. was my favorite part of that island. When you told me, you're like, this so I is what I pictured. After Castaway, Castaway Key, I thought like that, that there are two kinds of tro quintessential tropical vacation I pictured my whole life. And one was the, the house on stilts. I, I don't know what those are called. Mm -hmm. Like the house that's still in the ocean. Or a cabana on a beach with a hammock. <laughs> and that and clear water and glorious beaches. And that's what they built. And not only did we have the beautiful island, I got us a cabana. <laughs> so you can do almost anything. Uh, like, you know, tropical island-ish on Castaway Key. If you want to go snorkeling, if you want to just lay on the beach, they have a glass-bottom boat tour. They have you a can, stingray. You can't pet a dolphin, but you can feed stingrays. You Yeah, you can pet stingrays. Um, they have water trikes and all sorts of water sports. They have um, water slides. They have everything, everything. My family was obsessed and when I say family, I mean my grandfather. Oh, the water slide's the coolest thing, though. You swim cool. out to it. Yeah, you have to swim out, and it's like on this barge thing, and it's this whole water slide structure. Yeah, you swim out to a barge and then choose your water slide adventure. Yes, yeah. Um, Do you have to wear a life vest? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think that's what yeah. our... Our sister-in-law said. Yeah, we didn't do the slide because um, we were busy at our cabana. <laughs> um Wow, I totally lost what I was saying. It's pronounced cabana. You got a cabana? Cabana? <laughs> Focus. Yes, yeah, so you can do like pretty much anything, like any tropical water sport type of thing that you can think of. So my grandfather was obsessed with the idea of getting one of these cabanas. Well, these cabanas are really hard to get. They're only 20-something cabanas. A handful of them are on the adults-only section. Yes, there's an adults-only section as well where kids it's not 18. what you think. Yeah, nothing weird. It's just, it's you know, just people it's just who quiet. children, but then also went on a Disney cruise. It's confusing. But um, so trying to get these cabanas when there are thousands of people on a ship is very, very difficult. And so, like I said earlier, if you're booking excursions or any extras, they do it in order of um, like level, I guess. And so as a newbie, we were at the on the bottom rung. You know, we didn't have a, a whole bunch of cruises under our belt. We weren't concierge, none of that. 
So I was like, well, this isn't going to happen. And I tried to warn my grandfather. But I had a plan. And so my plan was three days before the cruise, three days before the cruise, um, if you want to cancel stuff, you have to do it three days before the cruise. Otherwise, they close out all the reservations. You can't add or cancel anything on the Disney app. So three days before the cruise, I was on the app, refresh, 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 like a psycho. And I'd like to add three days before a cruise was Christmas Eve. (laughs) And I had a ton of stuff to do because that was our final day of quarantine because we were seeing everybody the next day. So I was a crazy person. I just refreshed, refreshed, refreshed. On the afternoon of Christmas Eve, I managed to grab a cabana. One just popped up in the app. And I jumped on it. So I, I did get a cabana. What a cost. So cabanas, uh, they start with a max of six people. Well, I shouldn't say a max, but they start with a rate f- set for six people. And it depends on the season. So it's anywhere from $450 to $600 for six people. You can have up to 10 people. After six people, it's $50 for each additional per- person. So we maxed out at the 10. So it was around $1,000. What? for our group and there were 17 of us so we were kind of uh sharing i guess <laughs> this is frowned upon they don't want you they to were do not this. Ha- like, definitely broke the rules they here. knew i was doing it and the guy clearly wasn't happy but they let it go they were very nice about it and i had heard that they would you know let you do that but they give you wristbands so if you have a big group like we did um i would be careful about it don't abuse it I would not count on being able to do this. Just yeah. assume that someone may have to go do something else. Yeah, and, and that's what our group ended up doing. Be subtle about it. Yeah, I don't go full Karen because everybody wanted to see it at the beginning, and our plan was to switch off. But everybody wanted to come and see the cabana for a little bit, um, and then, and then when no the one guy because it was awesome. <laughs> well, no, people did. It's leave. like a little house that's fully themed. And it's stocked with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you. It's, and there's a hammock and inner tubes and a beautiful beach and chi- oh, it includes um, soda, fresh water, so you get water bottles, sunblock. You have a shower, like a private shower. There's ceiling sunblock, fan. a fan. It's so cute. Towels are right there. Really awesome hammock. Um, a hammock. You don't have to rent tubes or snorkel gear. That stuff's provided for you. They and had chairs and the umbrellas are set up at yeah. the beach and towels are yeah, there. Yeah, it's a private beach, so you don't you're not at the the public beach. Imagine getting to go Oh, and there's yeah, a little shower and a changing room yeah. for and a thing for your feet. Imagine you get to go to the beach, the perfect beach experience, and you don't have to lift a finger or do anything. <laughs> you don't even have to clean up. We were also right by where they serve lunch. So lunch at Castaway is included. It's the same as if you were on the ship. They have a buffet set up um, at uh, Cookies, I believe it was called. Cookies Barbecue, yeah. So we like, and it was right next to where the cabanas were. So we walked over to Cookies. We grabbed some food. We brought it back to our cabana. We ate. We played on the beach. My goal was to like explore Castaway. I didn't do it because I loved the cabana so much. I just ended up staying. The kids were all having a blast. So it was. We did know. meet Jack Sparrow. We did, yes. On the so, way in, on the way to the, there's a tram. Characters are all over the place on cast. So a lot of them we drove by and just waved to because we were on the tram. But like if you're walking or you want to get off, you can go and stop and meet a whole bunch of characters. We met Jack Sparrow. I really wanted to take a photo with Captain Jack Sparrow. I don't love meeting characters, but some I do enjoy. And Jack Sparrow, 
Just he one was one of the ones I enjoy. He was fun. Like he, I was wearing a sun hat, and so he was teasing me about the size of my captain's hat. Yes, it was too small. So, like you know, it was just it was a fun interaction. But there are tons of characters on the island, lunches included. So you could go to the island and not spend a dime. I mean, the beach, even just the the regular public beach, is beautiful. Um, it's a lot of fun. It was lunches there. Out of seventeen people, it was everyone's favorite day. Yeah. Yep, and we, although there were 17 of us in the command at one point, uh, we were at 10 or no, less. Like 15 was the max. Oh, we had 15. There. Yeah, okay, so 15. Not everybody went over there. Um, but we were at 10 or less the majority of the time. So I don't want to, like, you know, come Except across for, like, that I. hours that we were 50% beyond what we were supposed to we do. We weren't, though, because people. Uh, like your band from Disney Cruise Lines. <laughs> my mom left. My brother, his wife, and his two little girls left. So we were okay. It was mostly First you're my like, family. Here's how to cheat COVID tests. That's not now, what I said. All right. Here's how you steal a cabana. That's not what I said. Follow the rules. Follow the rules. Or, you know, fudge a little bit. Whatever. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! But I didn't mess up. The guy was annoyed with me, but it was okay. It all worked out. Yeah, it was very clear that they knew what you were doing, but were also unwilling. They were like, whatever. To do anything about it. Well, and that's what people, they're like, we'll go. It's fine. Like, because, you know, people had other excursions. You can book other excursions. Well, I think that the issue is they showed up and you were like really stalling on anyone putting the wristbands on. <laughs> that was the rookie move. You just left the wristbands in an envelope. You're like, yeah, I have 10 wristbands. There's 10 of us. And like, he could count. My four-year-old could count to 40. All right? Like, he looked with his eyes so you knew that you were lying to his face. So you're saying I'm not a master criminal? No. And then when oh. you, we finally put the wristbands on, they were like, good then, enough. Then everybody left. By the time I was handing out the wristbands, there were like six of us. I was like, I have extra wristbands. You should have just, you put the wristbands on the adults and then send the kids to the beach. That's I where think, they provide life vests as well. I think that's kind of what happened. Anyway, anyway. Um, so Castaway ended up being just such a blast. The food was good. The beach was amazing and beautiful and clear. And we, like, where we were sitting, we just had this clear shot of the ship. So every photo is us with the ship in the background, which was really neat. Which they knew. Disney oh, yeah. obsesses oh, clearly over sight lines. Yeah, clearly that's planned. So Castaway Key is like if Disney Parks planned out a tropical island. Mm -hmm. It's the coolest thing. It's amazing. It really is. Everyone told me it was amazing. And I was like, okay, how good could it be? No, it was amazing. It was amazing. So if you want to do typically snorkel rental, tube rental, all that stuff's extra. Um, you know, the the rentals aren't a whole lot. But like if you want to do the stingray thing, the, the glass boat, up, though, on a bottom, all of that stuff's extra. But on Castaway, you wouldn't have to necessarily do it. You really, you could just, you could get away with not spending a dime on that island if you if you really don't want to other than buying a couple souvenirs like a christmas ornament and a sticker we oh did and not sunglasses because i forgot my sunglasses because again i'm a real genius real genius i forgot my sunglasses so i bought overpriced sunglasses at castaway uh that was the only thing we spent money on there yeah well other than so the thousand dollar the cabana. cabana was a gift from my grandfather who didn't even come and see it he was that obsessed was with it thing. he was obsessed with it and then he didn't even come and see it he was kind enough to uh rent the cabana 
or you know fund the the cabana for the family um but yeah other than that we didn't spend anything and it was wonderful it was wonderful. dollar dollar bills y'all <laughs> All right, so once we got back on the boat, um, we had another, or we had a second uh, dinner at Enchanted Garden. So because it's a four-night cruise, there are three restaurants, you do one of them twice. And you can put in, if there's one that you know you like, you can put in a request. I believe we had requested Animator's Pal, but we didn't get it. And it, you know what? It ended up being fine because it wasn't your favorite or my mom's favorite. Um, the kids really liked that one, but it was totally fine. Then it was Pirate Night. Yo, oh, yo, oh. So Tell me about it. So typically, Pirate Night, they do like a whole big show, I guess. Um, this is more toned down because of COVID. Still r- super cute. So they did it during dinner. Everybody got Mickey Pirate bandanas uh, when you sat down at the table. They had these light up skull mugs, which my grandfather was like, one forever. And so we were like drinking champagne out of these light up skull mugs. It was ridiculous and fun. There's two of them on my kitchen counter right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, my four-year-old was like, did you bring my skull mug? Where's my skull mug? <laughs> she loves it. Loves it. Um, so they do a show. So like the pirates come out and there's a whole initiation and they sing a song and a dance. We were all pounding on the table and swinging our bandanas over our head it was a blast. This one was a really fun show. It was quick. Of the evening shows, this one was the best, hands down. Yeah, because it's, you know, everybody, like, pounding on the table. You know, and they encourage it. This wasn't us being jerks or anything. They, they, definitely, they encourage it. It was very clear that, like, this is going to be fun if you play along. Yeah. And it's, and it's 50-50 if I play along with this stuff, and I did. It's, and I had fun. Well, what's good about this, too, is it's quick. So if you're somebody who's uncomfortable with playing along with it it's not a big deal it's a few minutes it's like a five minute show you know so you can just kind of laugh at everybody around you and be fine or if you want to get full into it just do it have a blast i was full into it swinging my bandana banging on the table singing along the amount of like present of of characters and kitschy character uh, air quote shows right um in the cruise i think is Definitely like less dense than what you would get in the parks. I think that's because of COVID, though. Okay. I now I have because I was I didn't fine do, with the level of characters we experienced. I, I was too. Um, I I didn't do a a Disney cruise pre COVID, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But I suspect that we were missing some of the shows. Like they did a care they did character deck shows at like six thirty every evening out on the deck. We had dinner at 545. There was not like a later show most of the nights. So we never got to see like the character deck shows. I think otherwise we would have. I think they would have done multiple shows and we would have seen more of that. The best part about the pirate night is that the the ship's music changes to being entirely pirate themed. Oh, that I loved that. It was super fun. It set the tone. A lot of people had pirate garb on yeah i heard the pirates um, the pirates ride um theme song several times just as i was walking through the ship we we could have used a longer playlist well i mean there are only so many good pirate songs i guess all the characters too so in the app you'll see times for character meets so if you want to go and have your picture taken with a character just look in the app and it'll be like all right here's where to go where characters will be so on pirate night they were all in character as pirates 
So all the characters to like was Pirate Mickey, Pirate Stitch, a whole bunch of pirate characters. So that was fun, too. It's like a cute little touch. What did we do after dinner that evening? That evening was the fireworks. Oh. So they did two fireworks shows. I had to stay with her for it. She, after dinner, declared that she was tired. Um, and so I went and put her to bed and stayed with her for a little bit. And you took our boys. And I abandoned you. Yeah. Well, you know, I couldn't abandon the four-year-old. So uh, it's okay. You were forgiven. So tell us about the early fireworks show with the boys. Uh, it was, it started off the side of the ship. We asked a crew member, where's the best spot to see the fireworks? They gave us the secret spot. It is on the, I don't know. It's on the driver's side. <laughs> it's on the driver's side? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. You know, I didn't, four or half, I don't know. All right. Anyway, that one got away from me. But we asked a crew member, like, this is the best spot. And we listened to him. We did it. And sure enough, we were, like, right next to where they launched the fireworks from. So we had a great view on the upper deck of uh, these great, uh, impressive fireworks that lasted for three and a half minutes. All right. I timed it. So I think a tip then, since you can't remember exactly where they were. um, Just ask a crew member. They'll tell you. It's not a secret. Ask a crew member. But also they they have it blocked off because they don't want people standing. So we were standing right next to where it was blocked off. So I think that's where you go and stand. Like they didn't want anybody going past where we were on the deck. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So they had part of the deck roped off and you couldn't go any further back into the ship. So out on the deck, that's where you want to stand. But they shoot the fireworks over the water. And I don't know, like I even though it was a short show, I really liked it. There was, it was something about like, you know, when you're out on the ocean on a cruise ship at night, it's the blackest black you will ever see. You know, the water and the sky. It's just endless nothingness. It's endless darkness the fir- it so really unnerved have, our kids the first yeah night. it's a little weird when you if you've never been on a cruise they ship had not seen the veranda until the first time they saw it was in total darkness oh <laughs> and so they went out there and they're like uh is it cool if we're like a little scared of this <laughs> and i was like yes like it's it's weird your impression of our 12 year old is just uncanny like if just wait till you see the daytime it'll stop being weird <laughs> But so they shoot the fireworks out over the ship. And so when you're if you're standing up on the railing right there, you're seeing these fireworks in like the the darkest sky you've ever seen. And there was something about that that I was like, this is really cool. It did give them an unusual intensity. And they were much closer than they would normally. Yeah, they be. don't go up. They go. They kind of go out. Side. Yeah, yeah, they, they go out. They cannot be for obvious safety reasons. They don't launch them over the top of the ship. Yeah. They launched them over the ocean. They felt very close and very bright. It was cool. Against the darkness. I it it was different and I loved it. I loved it. So it's a quick show, so you have to make sure like you are there before it starts. And you know, Which I was glad it, I watched it twice. Yeah, so they did a later show, so I was able to go. So I switched with our son. He came in after the fireworks show and stayed with our daughter who was asleep in the room. And so then I got to go out and see the fireworks show. And it was phenomenal. It was a lot of fun. Um, Gosh, what else did we do? I think we wandered around the adult district. Oh, that's the night we went to the cafe. I know there's a cafe uh, in the adults only area that is truly incredible. It's like the best coffee I've ever had. (laughs) 
So tell us about it. Well, they do. Uh, they they make a variety of of specialty coffees. It's like you know your fancy independent Starbucks type location, but they do a uh, a cold brew in this crazy like crystal meth looking apparatus <laughs> that takes twelve hours to cold drip brew coffee. It is really good. We drank black iced cold brew coffee. It was very good. I typically Ugh, put so I typically put a little bit of cream in my coffee to cut it. Um, and I, we were, we both drank it black. It was, it didn't need anything to cut it. It was very, very good. And our, our barista was a woman from Colombia who told us about Christmas in Colombia. We went, uh, twice to that cafe. It was yeah, fun. She was great. Now stuff like that is extra though. So I will say like, we talked it, a lot about not, food being included. The, the price though on those specialty coffee drinks was no different than what no, you pay. No, 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 not bad at all. Not bad at all. This is just to give people an idea of like what's included and what isn't. Yeah, um, the, you just, know, in the parks, they gouge you on stuff. On a cruise ship, weirdly, they did not. It didn't feel like, yeah. Things were priced reasonably. I didn't feel, with the exception of some of the souvenirs, but I think that's Disney in general these days where spirit jerseys are just like a crazy amount of money to purchase. <laughs> Um, yeah, I felt prices were pretty decent, but so like, you know, when we say food is included, food means food at the restaurant, food at the buffet, food at the pizza window. If you're getting anything that's like a specialty thing, so specialty coffee, alcohol, um, that's an extra charge. Specialty coffee is an extra charge. There's a sweets shop called Vanellope's from Wreck-It Ralph, Vanellope. No, we ate, it was very good. Delicious. The pricing was no different than like. Yeah, uh, it was Weiss incredibly dairy. inexpensive. That was too regional a choice. So they, yeah, Oberweiss. Oh, that's very Illinois. Yeah. Um, so they have it. So if you go into Vanellope's, which we did, I think, on our day at sea, which was the next day. So let's just jump into that. We stopped over at Vanellope's and um, it's right off of the the pool deck. And it's this great sweets shop where you can find all sorts of stuff that you'd be able to get at the parks, like a lot of the prepackaged treats that you can get at the parks you can find here but so there's one thing you cannot find on this cruise ship oh that is tell quite essential to the parks. oh i heard all about this tell us what it is there are no mickey pretzels mm -hmm. there are no soft pretzels of any kind on that ship we looked blasphemy i heard so much about it awful i heard it i found out about that <laughs> and it's Ruined my day. Uh huh. It actually uh -huh. didn't. No. No, that's where we went. And got gelato. At yeah, so we got gelato. It was fantastic. It was like three dollars or three fifty for a scoop of gelato. I can't eat more than one scoop of gelato anyway because gelato is pretty intense. But it was so good. It was reasonably priced. Very good. Um, they did if, a lot of fun stuff. For if kids you want, in that place. they did. The so theming like, is really cool. Yeah. If you want like photos, they have you know like a Vanellope figure there and like one of her candy cars that you can sit in and take photos. So lots of photo opportunities. They had like Goofy's candy company type of stuff. Um, you know, things that you can find at the parks or the like the Chippendale pretzels that you can find in the parks. Just the prepackaged stuff. They also had some of the like fancy cupcakes that you would see, like that kind of stuff you would see in the parks. You can buy that stuff there, but this is all at an extra charge. But like we said, not outrageous. Yeah, not outrageous. Less than what the parks cost, which surprised me. Now I will say though, if you're just like, I have a sweet tooth, um, but I don't want to spend money, just wait till dinner because they're always like five desserts and the, I, every dessert I had was delicious. And you know what dinner, if you're like, yeah, I like that. I want another one. They'll just do it. 
Oh, same with meals. Same with meals. If you're like, you know, I, mean, I tried at this. At no point did I get two desserts. No, but, but you were could. offering. Yeah, you could have. Um, like, so my sister-in-law, I love her to death. So she's like, she was complaining to the waiter about her food. And it was something so minor. But he was like, well, I'll make you another one. No, 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 no. Which I was like, why are you even complaining then if you don't want another one? And it's all its all like he's really making you another one. It's all pre-made. Well, he went and made her another one and brought it out. Which she was like, no, no, no. But then, you know. So. Oh, the level of service on those ships is uncomfortably high. <laughs> I We had, we always had, at every dinner we had wine at the table. Bottles, plural. I dared to pick up a bottle of wine to refill our podcast host's glass here. <laughs> and our our one of like two and a half waiters that we had rushed <laughs> over, horrified, gra- scooped the bottle out of my hands, resumed pouring it as though I'm like a child who could not figure it out. Uh, and I'm... said in my ear, I love to serve. Okay. And I well... will never forget this. He was, was just disturbing. He was doing his job. How would you like it if somebody came in and I don't know, what is it you do? Type on a keyboard or something? <laughs> I, I type don't know. on a keyboard and money comes out. Oh, okay. That's my job. Mm-hmm. 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 So anyway, uh <laughs> what what were we talking about? Food. Yeah, so tons of food options. Um as far as what's included, meals, soft serve. Most of the specialty stuff is What's going to be not included. Extra. Weirdly, any specialty coffee, like obviously coffee at breakfast. Yeah, but even at dinner, yeah. a specialty coffee will specialty cost you coffee, extra. Specialty coffee, you're going to yeah. pay Starbucks prices for, yeah. which that's fine. Um, uh, souvenirs, that stuff, obviously, uh, and alcohol, you'll always pay for. Right, right. But other than that, it was like you had already paid it with the cost of the ship. Yeah, and I think we ate our money's worth. I ate so much food. Well, it was also good. Oh, but if you're worried about it, you know, the first half tastes like the second half. <laughs> I mean, with the amount of food they serve you, eh, a few things like you know just didn't necessarily finish. Yeah, I I wasn't it's just that so good. much food. I finished it all. All right, let's talk more about our day at sea. So we did Vanellope's. We spent quite a bit of time at the pool. Um, we did the aqueduct. Like we were out at the pool early like when they open the pool so that we can well, jump on the wanna, aqueduct over and over again yes and we and did want to stake out a good spot yeah so they play movies on the pool which i know isn't it wasn't your favorite thing i greatly enjoyed it because sometimes if i'm sitting just watching the kids swim it can be a little dull um and i find it i personally have a hard time reading if there's too much going on around me i need it to be quiet when i'm reading so like having well, have... a book on the pool deck doesn't work for me no well, I have misophonia, so just continuous loud noises I find very annoying. I see. Yes. Well, that's you. That sounds like a you problem. I yeah, was watching a- Ratatouille while our children were swimming. <laughs> so they play movies continuously. And and not, you know, I mean, they play everything. It's not all kitty stuff. I mean, there is some kitty stuff, but they played like Cruella one evening. They played Mary Poppins Returns. So uh, just all sorts of stuff. Like I said, I watched Ratatouille one afternoon. I caught some Mickey shorts. They do trivia out on the pool screen. And it's a great screen, too. Even in the blasting sunlight, you know, you can see the movies. It's it's really cool. 
It's loud, though. I will say it is loud. That was my issue. Yeah. It is yeah. unnecessarily loud. Now, if you're looking for quieter, though, there are several pools. And if you don't have kids with you, go to the adult pool. If oh, you want. the like, adults only area. It was like Bliss. very few people. It was like empty every time we walked and over there. It was like there. eight people max. At one point, you were like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody in this pool. I think I saw like a couple one time in the adults only pool. So if you want to swim or hang out and, and, and read that book... The adults only section is is where it's at. Nah, my damn wiener kids wouldn't let me hang out there. <laughs> well, let's get into the other thing we did on our uh, day at sea. We dropped our daughter off at the Oceaneers Club, which See is ya. the kids club. Now, I was worried about this because she um, she thought it was scary at first because it was like a club when we went and toured it. But she, one of the other evenings, we had dropped her off with her cousins, and so she had decided it was okay. So this time when we went, she was excited. She was so excited. And I remember we got there a few minutes early, and they're very strict about times. Like, if you sign up for a time... Yeah, they don't mess around. They don't mess around. You have to be there if at that time. you show up time. at 8.59 for your 9 o'clock appointment, they're like, uh, excuse me, you need to get back in line. Yeah, they're like, you got to wait a minute. Uh, so we showed up a few minutes early, and she does this thing where she'll, like, very dramatically, like, fold her arms, be like, huh, <laughs> fold her arms. Yes. So she's like, I just want to go to the kids club, huh. Folding her arms. I mean, she's four going on five, but yes. Yeah, so, you know. It's hilarious. <laughs> so she was very excited for the kids' club. So she spent some time at the kids' club. We did a beer tasting. You already forgot. We did a beer tasting. Oh, the 11 a.m. beer tasting? It was 11 a.m. <laughs> it was the only time they were offering the beer tasting, and at least on the day at sea. Yeah, you need to be a little flexible with your times. <laughs> well, uh, I wasn't going anywhere. It's true. I typically could not drink alcohol in the morning. Maybe, you know, I'll make an exception for a mimosa, with, but that's I, like mostly orange juice for me. I don't like day drinking, and I didn't know how I'd feel about this one. But it turns out on a cruise ship, I will drink five beers at 11 a.m. You know what? Time means nothing. Do you remember at one point... Ounces. At one point on the cruise, you were like, what day is today? And I was like, I don't know. And you're like, no, not the date. What day is today? And I was like, I legit don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what day it is. And then I asked our kids, but. They don't ever know they the day. Yeah. Never. Like on a regular day, they yeah. don't know what day it is. On a cruise ship, I lose all track of time. So 11 a.m., maybe it's 11 a.m., maybe it's 11 p.m. Who knows? It's I don't. much like Vegas. Not Yeah, except you can't smoke. That's the difference. Can't you? You actually, you can it's not the only difference, but there are designated smoking areas. There are designated smoking areas. We have areas. a smoker in our family. And it is forbidden to vape on that ship. However, I witnessed vaping. Oh. I saw vaping. Oh, did you tell? No, I did not. Did you tell? I'm Why didn't you tell? Because I'm no snitch. Snitches get stitches. That's right. Okay. All right. This so back to the beer tasting. to noon, Maybe. So back to the beer tasting. So we did it with my brother and sister-in-law. So it was fun having more people too. The champagne tasting we did with my grandparents. So not, you know, quite as party-like. Um, well, that one was very serious. She's it like, was very getting, serious. You are now getting the history of champagne. Of champagne. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it was fun. The beer tasting. The beer tasting, uh, more chill. So the beer tasting also, I was like, oh boy. So the month of December, we weren't drinking anything because I was like, it's the holidays. We're going on this cruise. We, I wanted we to were enjoy eating well. Free. We weren't 
drinking. So then I get on this cruise. I do a beer tasting. And the guy's like, this one's 9% alcohol. This one's 10.5% alcohol. I was like, oh, dear God. It's 11 a.m. And I'm drinking these super high ABV beers. I don't remember a thing about I know, he's like, these beers. Right, we're starting with 7%. And then they only went up from They there. went up. They just kept, each beer kept going up. I don't remember a thing about the beers that uh, he talked about. I do. Oh, I remember. Oh, tell us. I learned that La Fin du Monde tastes identical to Delirium Tremens, but has 1% more ABV. You know what bothered me about that? I do remember that. What bothered me about that was we were there for a tasting and two of the beers he picked, he was like, these taste identical. I, even then, I remember that thinking. That was an important lesson. I was like, why did he pick two beers that taste identical? I'm going to taste different beers. It was a lesson. You could make two beers taste identical, but have different ABV. I see. Okay. Yeah. One was a double IPA. Ah, I see. And that was a lot of fun, though. Like I really um, trash-talked IPAs. <laughs> as far as extras that you can do on the ship, if you drink alcohol, I thought that the seminar, and they had a whole bunch of them, tequila, margaritas, whiskey, they had a bunch of them. So I thought those were a really great value because the prices were maybe like 25 to 35 a person, and you got this whole lesson about whatever it is you were drinking, you got to sample everything and it was pretty good sample sizes. So I thought it was a lot of fun and a good value. I thought it was a great value. The tastings I suspect are all great values. I mean, we did two of them Yeah, and they were good values, but like for the price, the experience and just the straight up alcohol, yeah. that's great. Now don't do what two couples at the champagne tasting did Oof. and just show up to an hour long champagne tasting and chug all five. And then be loud. In 10 minutes. And then, and then leave. leave. <laughs> Class act. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought that the alcohol tastings were a blast. And I think they do like a juice one too. Now, I can't imagine that one has quite the same, you know, vibe to it. I think that because there's a juice bar at the spa. And so I'm pretty sure they do like a juice one. But I don't know. We didn't do that one. It did not appeal to me. Um, okay, so one thing that we had planned on doing that I ended up canceling at, right after the beer tasting was Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, which is currently, as of the recording that we're doing today, is closed at the parks, but it's open on the cruise ships. And so I was planning on taking our four-year-old to get a princess makeover. Um, lucky for me... My sister-in-law took my niece the day before and pulled me aside and said, it's minimum, minimum $250, and they will push the $400 dress on your kid. They hold them both up and are like, oh, and let them pick. So I ended up canceling that because I was like, there's no way. My four-year-old doesn't, like, she wants to be Elsa, which is why. They I hold up both and let the kid pick? Yeah. And option two is $400? I guess so. That's what she told me. And I went and looked at the prices because they weren't on the website. But when you walk into Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, there was a price list. There were less expensive options for boys. So if you wanted to do a pirate makeover, or I think it's either a prince or a captain makeover, I can't remember. But they had a few, like, more more male um, or more masculine, I should say, more masculine options. 
those were less expensive because, you know, you're not like braiding hair and stuff and doing um, makeup necessarily with those ones. So I guess that would be why. But yeah, when she told me that, I was like, all right. So my daughter wanted, she's like, I want to be Elsa. But she also didn't want anybody pulling her hair. So I... I was I was like, all right, I'm not spending a minimum of $250. So I explained to her that there would be some, like they would be doing her hair and that it might involve hair pulling. You and basically I scared her out of it. I didn't scare her, but I suggested, do you think maybe we should go to the gift shop instead and just buy you something fun? Maybe a pretty dress or something? Yeah, let's do that instead. So I canceled Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. That's some A-plus momming. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> she was thrilled. Outsmarted a preschooler. Thrilled. I'm a genius. Um, she was really happy. She she wanted a dress at first, but we looked at the dresses and nothing spoke to her. So she ended up getting a stitch toy, which had nothing to do with princesses or makeovers. So I was like, all right, okay, I guess. How preschoolers but shop for souvenirs. Guess what? Stitch was $19. So oh, oh, $250. A plus, mother of the year. So Five stars. <laughs> Be warned. Be warned. I wasn't about to spend $250 on a dress that I know she'd be like, this dress is touching me. That's her thing now. It's touching me. Her clothes are always touching her, so she has to take them, them off. Like, that's how clothes work. They touch you. Yeah. Uh, her older brother did that, too, at the same age. This $450 dress is touching me. I don't even buy $450 dresses for myself. So why should my four-year-old get a $450 uh, our dress? sister-in-law's kid, who's six said this dress is itchy took it off and is never gonna wear it again yeah yeah so i was really grateful that my sister-in-law warned me about that because i would have walked in there and been like what (laughs) (laughs) so that i mean that's an option and if it's in your budget or if your kid like if your kid's like i don't care if this is dress if this dress is itchy i'm gonna be a princess by all means my if kid is not that kid. Four hundred dollars on that, I would have been so mad. Uh, I also would have been so mad. Um, yeah, so we did end up canceling Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. the The interesting thing is, like, you book all this stuff ahead of time, a ton of stuff, and then when you get on the ship, you end up like pairing it back. And I think that's probably a good way to do it, as long as you make sure you cancel stuff ahead of time. Um, like, as long as you do it, like, I think a day beforehand you don't get hit with any cancellation fees, but get what you want to get, but be prepared to cut back and make sure if you're going to cut back, you actually cancel stuff because they'll just charge you if you don't. All right. So what else, what else do we do on our day at sea? You know, we mostly hung out at the pool. Yeah, we did. Fine. We did do a lot of enjoyed it. hanging out at the pool. Oh, we should talk a little bit about character interactions and how they work right now. So we had mentioned that we met Jack Sparrow and that there were characters all around the ship. You can find all the times in the app. But character meets are different now, and I was kind of disappointed with the char- kind of you were with the characters on the ship because you have to keep your mask on the whole time. So they did all the character meets inside. I wish they had done them outside so that you could take your mask off. Um, it's distanced photos. But they're all like in the atrium inside. So just like the main area inside. And they will either, you either have to do a selfie or they'll have like a photographer there to take your photo. But a cast member under no circumstances will take exactly. your picture with your phone. Yeah, they won't take your they phone. They will flat out refuse. It. 
Yeah, so they're not touching other people's phones now, which is fine. I get it. But I wish that we they would have done pictures outside. So, you, so like, the, the few photos that my kids suddenly decided we don't like characters anymore. Um, but the few pictures I do have, we all have masks on. And they're all inside, and they'll, they're selfies. So they're not, like, the great, you know, quality pictures that I would have liked. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so let's talk about getting off the ship a little bit. That's kind of stressful. You have to have all your bags outside, packed and outside by 10 p.m. The night before. The night before you, you disembark from the ship. So it was me, like, running around packing for five people. The evening before. I was going to say, it wasn't stressful for me. I did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how that goes. And then the next morning you get up and have breakfast. And they're like, all right, get out. <laughs> yeah, so I should say our dinner that final night was at the Royal Palace, which was the third restaurant. Uh, this one was very nice. We didn't have any characters or like shows or anything at this one. I had heard that they did like a princess promenade kind of thing. No you princesses. Know, if it happened, I didn't see it. Yeah, I did leave a little bit early because I was exhausted and I knew I had to pack. But I didn't see any characters. Uh, but I had heard that princesses show up to this one. So you maybe know, it's another cruise. possible a princess promenade occurred behind me and I didn't notice. Yeah, that sounds like a thing that might happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went back and packed. And everything has to be out and they tag your luggage and they, they, your luggage is gone. Like I put it outside, I close the door, I open the door for something else. My luggage was already gone. So they like swoop out and grab it. And that way, when you get off the ship in the morning, you can easily find it. They've got, so like our tag was purple mini. So you go to the section purple mini and all the bags are there. So you can easily find your bags. Um, but a, they do a big breakfast. They want you off the ship. By 9 a.m. So, like, they had our scheduled breakfast at, like, 7.15. It was early. It was an early day. But we managed. We got off the ship. Um, gosh, what else? What were some of the other highlights? Let's talk about shopping. Ooh. Yeah, I was hoping for a little bit more as far as shopping goes. What were what was your impression of the shopping on the ship? All right. My experience, I had heard that cruise ships have a lot of shopping. And I had heard... And well, and I know from experience that Disney loves to sell you stupid souvenirs and trinkets. And so I was surprised that the ship did not have more shopping. It wasn't bad. It felt limited. And I personally did not find anything I really felt strongly enough to buy. Mm -hmm. Ended up uh, impulse buying a t-shirt. You got a fun t-shirt. I got a fun t-shirt that was, you know... Nice to wear around on the ship, but I got a spirit jersey, which I really like, but it wasn't I had seen other ones that I didn't see on this ship that I liked more that I would have yeah, purchased. Because in at the parks there's one shop and I th maybe at Disney Springs where you can buy the cruise ship. They have merch. cruise ship merchandise. And they had yeah. spirit jerseys and they had several I li I remember liking, but I'm like, I'll wait till I'm on the ship. I, we talked and about then it. I didn't see any spirit jerseys I like. Yeah, we had talked about it. We're like, oh, we'll just wait. We'll Those just wait. Those darn spirit jerseys. Yeah. They figured out how to sell us, how to get us to pay 70 bucks for a t-shirt. And it's, we're thrilled about it. <laughs> it's thicker than a t-shirt, but yeah, it's not oh. $70. It's thicker than a t-shirt. It is thicker than a t-shirt. It's not a t-shirt. You know, marginally. It's. It's warmer than a t-shirt. I love spirit jerseys. I love the cut. I love everything about it. They're comfortable. It's not like a t-shirt is light. This is not, this is heavier than that. I like spirit jerseys a lot. 
I have several. Um, but I bought a spirit jersey. I bought a T-shirt. I bought an ornament. We got a mug. Well, let's do I don't that, know. Yeah. We guess we did buy quite a few things. Mugs and ornaments. I wonder if some of that, though, is, you know, product chain not being able to get stuff. Oh, you think it's supply chain issues? Supply chain. Thank you. I sounded really smart right there. Yeah. Like put in whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So shopping wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, but. You could buy a Hublot for 20 grand in the jewelry store on the ship. Oh, don't. Uh, jewelry stores and cruise ships. Oof. All of them. All of them. Are cringy. Just, yes. Yeah, and they really, they're very pushy. Very, very pushy. Uh, yeah, One of the, the, it was the barista at the coffee shop that you really like. We were talking to her about capacity. So, like, our cruise left two days after Christmas. And I was surprised there were no Christmas decorations up. I had heard they keep Christmas decor up through New Year's Eve. And that wasn't the case. All of the Christmas stuff was gone. And even she was surprised by that. And I'm guessing some of that is COVID. Like they don't want people like typically there's a gingerbread house. She was like, the gingerbread house is gone. I'm like, yep, it's gone. Um, So I'm guessing they just don't want people standing around if they don't have to with Christmas decor and gingerbread houses. But she told us the capacity on the ship. She said it was 700 adults, 900 children on that ship. She said it felt like it was about a quarter full, maybe a little bit more. We looked up the ship's capacity, though, and it's uh, 40%. Yeah, 40%. Well, I mean, she's not that far off. But, well, you know, it depends on what the mix is. Yeah, she said it was fewer adults. The fact that there were, like, that many fewer adults was weird. Children outnumbered adults. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very strange. Um, So I've been on... Let's see. Royal Caribbean Cruises, Norwegian Cruise Line, and Carnival Cruise Line. And everyone told me Disney would be the best. What do you think? What do you think? Well, I've only been on the one, so it was like (laughs) one of one, A plus the best. Yeah, I think this really was my favorite cruise out of the cruise lines that I have been on. They Now the service on all cruise lines, I know you were laughing at like our server who was like I live to serve or whatever like, like what? weird thing he said to you. Crazy. What's that's crazy. Going on here. That's pretty standard for cruise ships. The level of service, like it's always somebody come pulling out your chair, putting a napkin in your lap. You'll always have the same servers. They'll always live to serve um you know it's i think that's pretty much the standard as far as cruise ships go all you can eat is pretty standard um i think the things that make it different and i know people are like well it's do there's so many kids it's disney yes but what makes it great is the kids club first of all and the adults oh there's so much adults only because it's a disney cruise they're like let's make sure we have a space for adults only so, like, the adults-only pools, bars, you know, restaurant areas, um, it's – there are so many of them that kids can't – or, at, like, at Castaway, the island. So, stuff like that, I think, is a step above. The fact that they do shows, the fact that they do fireworks, like, all of that – I mean, shows aren't aren't new, but, you know, the show on our ship was Beauty and the Beast. Like, it's not just some cheesy, like, here's our take on this Broadway review. Like, it's it was actually something worth watching. 
Um, so I think that makes it a step above. Having the character meets for the kids and the themed nights, all of that, I think, really gives them an edge. Uh, I agree that you know having prisons disguised as activity centers that you can leave your children for you know an hour plus at a time absolutely fabulous the kids don't know prisons designed as activity centers okay the adults aren't allowed in only only adults who are allowed in are essentially prison guards and the children all have to wear id bands that are locked onto their wrists they are locked on and if you lose them you're charged for them for those wristbands so they give them it's it's a magic band is what it is it's a magic band, but you only use it for the kids' club. So kids only, get them. Yeah. yeah, kids get them, and then they scan in and out. And the security in the kids' club is amazing. So you when have you to have a passphrase, yeah, when you do the online check-in and you sign your kid, that's when you sign your kids up for the kids' club. So like a month in advance, I did that. I never and, thought a Disney cast member would ask me for the safe word, but here we are. They they sure did, and so I gave I came up with a word and that's what we used to pick up our daughter at the kids club so not only do they check my information they on top of that they made me say the word to make sure that i was who i was so it's great security uh in this baby prison it's two-factor yeah. authentication for your baby it is two-factor yeah <laughs> yeah um overall a plus experience the cruise. I know I still really feel like I'm missing a ton. So I think uh, I'm going to, in the show notes, just put my overview of not only our trip, but just like cruising 101. Like, do you want to know about Disney cruises, how it compares to the other cruise lines I've been on, the activities, you know, the excursions, what's included, what isn't included? I'm going to put all of that in the show notes because we did so much. It was just four days nonstop. So I know that I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff as we kind of go over our thoughts on the cruise. So I'm going to put all that in the show notes. So we rented a house after the cruise uh, with the family so that we could spend a few days in Kissimmee. So the second part of our trip was Universal Studios. And so I think next time I, I want to do another episode, we're going to do I know this is like a, a kind of a trip report, like we're discussing cruises, but it's also our trip report. Um, but I want to do next week, I want to talk Universal as an alternative to Disney World because I haven't been in years and I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, spoiler, it's better than you think. <laughs> it is. It always, I always had this quote unquote other park mentality for Universal, and I think that my mind has been changed. So we're going to save that one for next week. Um, if there's anything I missed with the cruise stuff, just drop me a line or check the show notes because I'm going to put as much information as I possibly can in there so uh, you know what to expect with Disney cruises. So anything you'd like to add before we sign off? Yeah, Universal. It's better than a Six Flags. Ooh-wee. All right. I will see you guys in the parks.